0: All right, so the other day, Steph says to me, texts me, because she was reading with her son Isaiah, and she came across this quote in, I think, a Pete the Cat book she really liked, and she's like, uh, hey, can, can I post this quote about Serve Day last week uh, for CityWell? And it, it was from somebody who, it was a name, like, you know you know the name, but you don't know much about the person associated with that name. So uh, before we put something out officially from CityWell from this person, we did some research. And uh, so I started reading about this guy named Booker T. Washington, and I was absolutely amazed. And the more I read, the more I was amazed by this guy. And if you want to go back and read the quote that she had posted, it was last Wednesday, uh, that went up. But uh, Booker T. Washington, just in case you're in the same position as I was, where you're like, "I, I know the name, but I don't know much about him. He's a guy who just amazingly helped shape America. He was born into slavery, and then as a young child, got to see the emancipation come firsthand. He went on to work hard to be able to receive an education, and he turned back around and entered the education field to be able to educate other young men to help uh, them move forward in life. He He was invited to come help start a new school. And when he arrived, he found out that all he had at this new school he was going to start was a field and a vision. And that was it. But over time, that school became internationally known. Large donations start coming in to the school that Washington started. So much so that some of the largest business owners in America at the time were investing in his Vision. He starts traveling the country speaking. He goes and he visits with multiple U.S. presidents. He, he after his death, was somebody who was honored on, on postage, on coins, and in the U.S. Hall of Fame. But before his death, 1905, the school that he had started, it, it was called Tuskegee. It had more graduate graduates in it in the first 30 years of its existence. In 1905, it had more graduates from that school than, than that went on. These people, more people from Tuskegee went on to become self-made millionaires than from Harvard, Princeton, and Yale, all combined. And Washington was proud to let people know that of all the people that had ever graduated from a school, only one was ever incarcerated. Now, 1915, he suddenly passes away at the age of 59 years old from a heart attack, but he went on, or but he led, left behind a huge legacy. The school he started, 1915, had 2,000 students, 200 faculty, 38 different fields of study, 60 buildings, and three million dollars in endowments which in today's money would equate to about $75 million they had. Amazing man, right? But from my reading of him, the thing that really, really seemed to shape him, and he, he often talked of or wrote of, was getting to witness the emancipation. He said, he said about that day at one point that the wild rejoicing on the part of the emancipated colored people lasted but for a brief period. For I noticed... That by the time they returned to their cabins, there was a change in their feelings. The great responsibility of being free, of having charge of themselves and their children, seemed to take possession of them. It was very much like suddenly turning a youth of 10 or 12 out into the world to provide for himself. In a few hours, the great question of which of the Anglo Saxon race had been grappling with for centuries was thrown on these people to be solved. Now Washington, he watched and he noticed that a lot of people can be handed freedom, but not actually understand how to live in freedom. People experienced freedom or were free without fully experiencing freedom, and that's fully possible. He said at another time, Political activity alone cannot make a man free. Back of the ballot, he must have prosperity, industry, skill, economy, intelligence, and character. And that's exactly what he dedicated his life to helping bring to his community. Not just political freedom, but true freedom. Now, I want to transition right now and move away from talking about historic racism and slavery in america and let's let's talk about spiritual freedom and that's the topic we're going to be on for the rest of the morning see if you accepted jesus as your personal savior scripture says you are free you are spiritually free whom the sun sets free is free indeed go ahead and type free indeed in the chat right now free indeed i am free indeed get that going In the chat, like each other's, make sure you're encouraging one another at home right now. That you, if you're in Christ, you're free. So let's talk about stepping into that freedom. So we don't just know we're free, we can live in that freedom. We're going to look at Luke chapter 8 this morning. It's a well-known story. It's a story of a woman who had been suffering for a long time. Trapped in a sickness, but went on to find freedom when she got around Christ She told her story. So starting in verse 43, it says, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. And she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. She'd gone to the doctor. She had done all the things. She had tried everything she could and nothing was working. But she got around Jesus and his disciples and reached out in faith and the bleeding Stopped. It continues and says in 45, who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone denied it. And Peter said, master, the whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me. For I felt power go out from me. When the woman realized that she couldn't stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell at, on her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Verse 48, daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. This woman got around Jesus and his disciples. She reaches out in faith and touches him. She, she tells her story and she leaves healed. Today we're talking stepping into freedom and we're going to talk about two big parts of stepping into freedom that a lot of times we don't want to do but they're transformational when we do i know it's one step but it, that step's got two parts we're breaking it down a little bit more the first the first part of the step is to change your crowd change your crowd according to matthew and mark this woman had spent everything Everything she had on doctors trying to get healthy, and it was not helping. She continued to have the problem with bleeding after doctor, after doctor, after doctor. But she gets around Jesus and his disciples and reaches out, and everything changes. Instantly, the bleeding stopped. I truly believe that one of the greatest things we can do to find freedom in our lives is change the crowd that is around us. 10 years in youth ministry, I watched so many students' lives be radically transformed for Christ. and It was absolutely amazing. But I also, unfortunately, saw a bunch of students who crumbled apart in life. And you know what? As I watched that, I watched for patterns so that I could help warn next groups of students against those things. And the biggest thing I found, the single biggest time I watched students fall apart was when they got their first job. They got their first job. See, all of a sudden, they have a new crowd that they're spending 15 to 20 hours a week with. It completely changed, and it really affected them. They had no clue how much this new crowd was affecting their perception of life. Similarly, if you're trying to live in freedom, you probably don't realize the crowd you're around, how much they're influencing and affecting you. And you probably are thinking right now, Ah, uh, they don't affect me nearly as much as I uh, impact them, and that may be true, but you're still admitting that they're Im- impacting you. They're rubbing off. And Proverbs talks about it. It says in Proverbs 22, starting in 40 or 24, it says, "Don't befriend angry people or associate with a hot-tempered person, or you will learn to be like them, and endanger your soul." I bet you've watched this happen with people. You've seen this happen with other people. You know that every time she gets around Karen, she just becomes a little... Do not fill in that blank on the comments right now. I don't want to know what she becomes in the comments. Don't tell us what Karen turns her into. But you know the crowd affects people. You do. You know it affects them. Will you admit the crowd you're around Sometimes affects you too. When you get around the right people, though, it also makes all the difference. Proverbs thirteen twenty says, walk with the wise and become wise. Isn't that what we want? Walk with the wise, become wise? But it continues and says, associate with the fool and you get into trouble. It's your choice. It's your choice. The way, the way I'd paraphrase this is, you show me your friends, I will show you your future. You show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Because they affect it that much. Proverbs 12, 26 says the godly will give a good advice for the, your, to their friends. That's what I want. I want some good advice. But the wicked will lead them astray. So you want to live in freedom. Get around the right people. How do you do that? Well, it starts by getting involved in a good local church. And right now, I wish we were in the same room. I wish I was able to look you in the eyes and I wish I could have shooken your hand, shooken, shooken's not a word I don't think, but I wish I could have shaked your hand this morning as you come in and we we could be encouraging one another. I wish we could do that because there's something about getting into a good local church and having that community around you, but before the pandemic, in the pandemic and after the pandemic, Sunday mornings were never enough to truly live out a life of freedom. They were not and will not be enough. And that if that's all you've ever had and you're struggling with freedom, maybe that's why you need a tribe around you. That's why we're starting next week Is our first life group semester is kicking off. And uh, we're still working to figure out what all groups we're going to have. I'm going to lead a life group that's called uh, Fresh Start. Hopefully we'll see other ones popping up throughout the semester as time goes on, and we're able to get leaders trained and going forward on that. But this gives you a place to have the people who can encourage you, pray with you, and walk through whatever life has for you. As we form these groups, they're going to form around the leader's passions. What is the leader passion about? So we're, I believe eventually we're going to see groups around bowling, around walking, around uh, music, marriage, parenting. There will probably be some groups that just say, we need to dig really deep into scripture and figure that, figure it out. Or we need to come together and pray. Or we need to come together and serve the community. Whatever the leader's interested in, they gather a group of people together to do that. To do that. And the requirements for a group, it's that the leader prays every day for the people in it. It's the the gather around an interest and that there's some spiritual component. And that could be as simple as saying, we're going to take prayer requests at the end of the day and pray for one another. Because I really believe that community, the relationships are essential for being able to walk out freedom in Christ. So this woman that Jesus healed, it started when she got around the right people. But then she did something else also. She told her story and you need to tell your story. She fell down in front of everyone and said, What had been going on with her? Excuse me. She was probably humiliated. And we know she's terrified. She is shaking, trembling with fear. She would have been considered unclean. She had no business whatsoever being in the crowd like this. And Jesus looks her in the eyes and says, Your faith made you well. Your faith made you. Well, maybe you're getting nervous right now because you're thinking, he is telling me if I want to live in freedom, I need to announce to everyone all of the stuff going on in my life. Not necessarily saying that. You may not need to tell everyone, but you need to tell someone. You need to talk to someone about it. See, like this woman, you probably have the things that you're ashamed of or embarrassed of. You, you don't want anyone to find out But those same things keep you trapped. Or maybe you have something that you know theologically. Like you know in your head, Jesus forgave me of this. But Satan keeps whispering in your ear saying you're not enough because of that. And it's a lie. And you need people who know that Satan's attacking you like that so they can keep speaking truth into your life. You need somebody who can tell you the truth. Someone who, like Jesus, is going to show compassion on you. Somebody who's going to live out Galatians 6.1 that says, Brothers, if someone's caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourselves, so you also may be tempted. That's what the church is called to do. That's what life groups are called to do. To support one another when we're having those struggles. Many, many times... The step of faith that brings the most freedom is getting other people in our lives to know what's going on, to admit it to them so that they can walk alongside of us. James wrote, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. For the prayers of the righteous man are powerful and effective. But you probably are like, who do I tell? Who do I talk to? Let me first tell you two people you do not want to tell and you do not want to talk to. And I think we've all made these mistakes before and reaped the consequences. You don't want to tell Karen and you don't want to tell Gabby. And I I kind of feel bad because we have Karen on the launch team and she is awesome. But I'm sticking with Karen as the name to make fun of right now. Anyway, you know who Karen is. Not Karen Stoltzfus on the launch team, but Karen. Karen. Karen is that judgmental Christian that's got like let go and let God really big on her t-shirt and then at the same time makes you feel like an idiot every chance she gets. She's the one about to go off on the waiter. That's You know who Karen is. You don't want to tell her. And Gabby, Gabby is the person who's going to tell your business to everyone she possibly can. How do you avoid these people? When you get into a life group, watch. Just watch people for a little bit. You maybe not maybe you don't need to open up the first week. You probably don't want to open up the first week because you don't know who Karen is and you don't know who Gabby is yet. So sit back and watch. Sit back and watch. Gabby, she's gonna make herself known pretty quickly because she's gonna come and sit next to you and be like, Hey, I wanna tell you all about everybody in the group and what all their problems are so you know what you're getting into. Yeah, don't don't open up that person. And then Karen, the haircut's gonna give it away. Now, I, <laughs> I'm being told off screen to stop making fun of Karen. I'm joking about the haircut, but, but you'll figure out who she is pretty quickly. Watching people, you'll figure it out. For me, I, I struggle to open up and tell people stuff, but I do have a handful of men in my life that I know I can, I can go to with almost anything, and they'll walk out Galatians 6.1 with me. And it's because I, I started small. I didn't open up on like, this is something nobody can ever find out. I opened up on something like, oh, I'll be kind of embarrassed if people find out, but uh, we're going to start here. And you know what? Those guys were trustworthy in it. And you know what happened? They started opening up to me more also. And it continued. And the relationship built over time because there was bu- m- built mutual trust. And there was also mutually uh, guaranteed Forget it. We we both are destroyed if one of us are. No, I wouldn't do that to somebody. But there there's a level of trust, mutually assured destruction. That's the phrase I lost for a second. Woman suffering from bleeding. Jesus said, "Your faith made you well." Maybe the step of faith you need to take is to get around some other people, to change your crowd. Maybe the step of faith you need to take is to find that handful of people you can really trust and open up to. Because if you're a Christian, Scripture says you are free. But we want you to know that freedom. If I haven't made it clear enough today, I want you to find a life group. As we get them started, I want you to have that group to support you. That tribe, the Christian friends, the people who are there with you. See, Proverbs says... in An open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than kisses from an enemy. And that's where we want these groups to be able to get with you in your life. And it's not always easy. It's not always fun. But it's always helpful when you have those people who are going to speak truth to you and not just flatter you and tell you what you want to hear. So if you're interested in getting involved in a life group, that same number we rattle off all the time, 610-590-8550, just type the word groups to that but to be honest maybe you're saying I need to start one of these groups I need to lead one of these groups I can gather a group of people around me and we can walk through something together text that same number 610-590-8550. text the same word group to that number and you will receive back a link where you can find out more about either of those I truly want you to be able to live in freedom and I started with a Booker T Washington quote I want to I want to wrap up with one also. He, he says at one point, he said, we must learn to incorporate God's laws into our thoughts and our words and our acts. Frequent reference is made in the Bible to the freedom that comes from being a Christian. So I want to ask you, are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? I, I ask the same question in a different way every single week and I'm going to keep asking it because it's the most important decision you can ever make. And the word Christian, it means follower of Christ. We are little Christs. We're followers of him. And when I say that, I'm not talking like a follower on Instagram. It's not that you scroll through and you see some stuff he does and like it every once in a while. That's not what a Christian is. A Christian is somebody who says, I'm going to, my life will follow Jesus. I have made him the Lord and Savior Of my life. And if you've never done this, I want to make sure you hear today that God loves you. He created you for a relationship with you. And even though that relationship was broken and you're separated from him because of sin, Jesus stepped in loving you. He took your place. He took your punishment. He offered a restored relationship to you and is reaching out his hand to you saying, will you accept it? It is a gift, but every gift needs The person to receive it, to accept that gift, for it to be truly given. And right now, you can make that decision. Will you put your faith in Jesus and let him be Lord and Savior of your life? If you want to make that decision, all it takes is in the quiet of your heart to say, Jesus, I'm in. And right now, you can do that watching a live stream from wherever you're at. Jesus, I'm in. Jesus, I'm in. And if you do that, we want to celebrate with you. I want to ask you just... just. Text, text the word Jesus to that 610-590-8550. That doesn't do anything to save you, but it lets us know so that we can celebrate with you. Let me pray for you today. Whether you're working to live out freedom in Christ or just starting a relationship right now, I I want to just ask God's blessing on you. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you do. We give you praise that you are a good God. And I pray right now for those who your Holy Spirit's drawing to you that you do a mighty work to let them step into a relationship with you. And I pray for those of us who are trying to walk out freedom in Christ. Help us be willing to take these steps. Maybe it's finding a new group that can speak into our lives or finding the people we can open up to and share so that they can help us walk through these different things. I pray that you give us the courage, the faith required to take those steps. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
1: you enjoyed the service today yeah we're
2: so happy that um to listen to this message i think it was really powerful and um, um even though if you already accept christ as your savior like it reminds you of things of um how to live a free life um if you are in that process trying to make that decision if you want to accept jesus as your savior um, and you're struggling with that you don't know um, how exactly how to do it you can always text jesus to six one zero five nine zero eight five five zero, 590 8550 and um, you can connect with us and we can help you we can talk with you guide you and um, help you take that step um
1: yeah, yeah. so true and a big thing with finding freedom, like DJ was saying, is getting somebody to that you can trust and talk yeah. to about things. And a great way to do that is through a life group and just getting connected with other people, um, sharing what's on your heart. You know, what are you struggling with? What aren't you struggling? You know, oh, yeah. what are the things that you're dealing with? So if you are interested in getting together with a group of people that are like-minded, um, you can text the word GROUPS. To 610-590-8550 and we will let you know what groups are getting started, and um, you know, try and help you find what group fits you best. Yeah, yeah, and uh,
2: like um, DJ said, it's important to have a group. It's important to find a community. So um, we'll be really happy to hear from you to if you want to be part of one of our groups, and um, if you don't know exactly how or what group or what to do and you need prayer we all have different things we all have um, our lives are um, different and hectic and sometimes we need that partner that um, group of people that can pray with us if there's a prayer there's a need that you want us to pray with you or be there with you as a support um remember that you can always text us or um send us a private message uh, through our Facebook group and we will be glad to uh, help you, to pray with you and um, be of support. And if you um, if you like to give, help us, help the community, um, bless this community, you can always say skip to 610-590-8550. Yes, so
1: true. And... Yeah, like Ivan was saying, we are not just here on Sunday mornings. We are ready to pray with you and talk with you anytime during the week. So that number is the best way to get a hold of us um, or through Facebook Messenger, those kind of things. We are are wanting to pray with you and pray for you um, as you go about life. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Click that subscribe button. Ring the bell so that you get notifications to know when we are live and when we have a new video up. Yeah. Um, just to keep you connected. Like us on Facebook, those types of things. Instagram, we're on there, too. Everywhere. Find us. We're there. That's right. And
2: every social media, we're there.
1: Yeah. Um, and if you
2: were new, this is your first time uh, of listening to the message. Thank you. And text new. Make sure you text new to
1: six one zero five nine zero eight five five zero. So true. And yeah. Keep in touch with us on social media, and we hope to see you again next week. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you.